Jason here, another episode of Zion ID. Today's episode is titled Mystery of the Great Reset. Forty years ago, there was a boy growing up in South Africa who faced tremendous opposition. The boy was lured out of hiding by his best friend, only to be beaten and bullied by his peers. For a number of years, there was no respite. The boy did, however, find an escape in technology. He became acquainted with programming and even created his own video game. As the years passed, the young man's unique skill set flourished to the point of creating the world's first online banking platform. In March of 2000, even as the dot-com bubble was bursting due to failed business models, this boy's company, X.com, merged to become PayPal. PayPal was no flash in the pan. It did what no other online bank could. PayPal's encrypted coding enabled secure online financial transactions, which blossomed to consume the entire industry. Of course, I'm recounting the history here of Elon Musk, a man best known for his current role as CEO of Tesla. Nevertheless, like so many other inconvenient truths hiding in plain sight, Musk's contribution to the current religious landscape runs much deeper than electric cars. The executive team that sold PayPal to eBay back in 2002 is affectionately referred to in inner circles as the PayPal Mafia. Among others, it includes Peter Thiel, who went on to become the first outside investor of Facebook and SpaceX. He's also a leading contributor to the Bilderberg Group. Um, another one named Yishan Wong, who went on to become the CEO of Reddit. Reid Hoffman, CEO of LinkedIn. And of course, their ringleader, Elon Musk, who as the largest shareholder of PayPal, earned $165 million dollars on that eBay deal. Upon selling PayPal, Musk immediately started SpaceX in the year 2002 and then Tesla in the year 2003. And to explain why Musk would leave PayPal and jump headfirst into SpaceX, uh, consider a personal anecdote uh, that I experienced just last week. I walked into a high school uh, to watch my son playing a basketball game. The price of admission was $6. So I pulled out a $5 bill that has a picture of Abraham Lincoln on it. Lincoln, of course, is the president revered for his courage and conviction in the fight for civil rights. And then I pulled out a $1 bill with a picture of George Washington on it. A man likewise revered as an instrument in the hands of God to establish a land of liberty. So there I was, I had $6 in cash. Well, the gate wouldn't take my fiat currency. Due to the pandemic restrictions, I had to pay with Venmo, which interestingly enough, Venmo is the mobile payment service owned by PayPal. As I tried to access my Venmo from inside the school, spotty internet service prohibited me from finalizing the mobile transaction. Maybe you've had a similar circumstance happen to you. So I had to walk outside where there was better internet service. Outside, I completed the transaction on my Venmo, 
And then I came back in to show that the transaction was verified. They let me into the game. Well, as this happened, as I reflected on this moment, a simple truth hit me that I have never heard anyone articulate before. Um, A secure network of digital currency can only work in a society that's 100% blanketed by high-speed internet. I'll repeat that for emphasis. Digital currency only works if you have great internet service. Without 5G internet, users would have no access to their wealth if that wealth is stored as a digital currency. You can see the problems and the trials that um, are readily apparent as we transition as we experience a great reset away from fiat currency towards digital. So in conclusion, a global digital currency can only work if you have access to high-speed internet wherever you are, even in the most remote places on planet Earth. So again, why did Elon Musk leave PayPal to start SpaceX in the year 2002? Well, I'll tell you this, it probably had less to do with going to Mars and more to do with satellite transmission of high-speed internet in order to evolve the industry that Musk had just founded with PayPal. By 2004, SpaceX was working as a quasi-government corporation with NASA. In 2005, SpaceX bought a 10% stake in Surrey Satellite Technology. By 2006, Musk had invested $100 million into Surrey Satellite Technology, which sets us up for some very important developmental dates to understand. In April of 2008, NASA is given the credit of having developed the fifth generation communications network known as 5G. 5G is very different from 4G or 3G or 2G before it. In the fifth generation communications network, its increased speed is achieved by using higher frequency radio waves than previous generations. Within a few months of NASA's 5G announcement, history recorded its first mention of a digital currency called Bitcoin, as Bitcoin.org launched in August of 2008. A pseudonym of Satoshi Nakamoto was provided to explain Bitcoin's genius code that enabled the dawn and sustainability of cryptocurrency. That very same month, Musk's PayPal co-founder, Peter Thiel, invested $20 million into SpaceX. Why did he invest $20 million into SpaceX the same month that Bitcoin was established? Um, it was the first source of outside funding on a promise that the company would one day put satellites into the atmosphere, which could transmit high-speed internet into every remote region of Earth's surface. Quite a coincidence. These men who had been working to solve the digital payments revolution for 10 years were coming together again in the year 2008. In a post on the blogging website Medium, a guy named Sahil Gupta, who is a former intern at Musk's space company SpaceX, 
theorized that Satoshi is probably Elon. Gupta, who was at SpaceX in 2015, according to his LinkedIn profile, said Musk could be behind Bitcoin because of his deep understanding of economics and cryptography, his grip on advanced coding languages, and the fact that he is polymath. The former intern said Musk probably wanted to create it because it was 2008 during the recession and may have been motivated to solve the lack of trust in banks by creating a currency that doesn't need them. In the blog post, Gupta laid out other evidence he believes points to Musk as Bitcoin's creator. Why is Bitcoin's origin story shrouded in such mystery? Because nobody would trust the system unless it's truly decentralized from one particular government or even one particular individual. After the launch of 5G, Bitcoin, and this SpaceX funding in the year 2008, in 2013, when very few people were discussing Bitcoin, Peter Thiel claimed that Bitcoin has the potential to change the world and invested $2 million into BitPay, a Bitcoin payment service provider, which has since conveniently partnered with PayPal, with Visa, and with Apple to enable the scalability of Bitcoin. Plenty of other developments have evolved since the year 2008. SpaceX has now launched more than 1,000 satellites into orbit with approval for 12,000 more satellites and filings in process for another 30,000 satellites after that. Its first customer for the Starlink internet is the United Kingdom, where users are reporting internet speeds have climbed from one megabyte per second to 90 megabytes per second. Surprisingly enough, at the same time of Starlink's internet launch through the atmosphere, Unfortunately, the UK has become ground zero in the fight against COVID with um, a new, more contagious strain of COVID pushing the death toll in excess of 100,000 people. In the month of January alone, the UK averaged more than 1,000 deaths per day. It's an unspeakable conundrum, isn't it? The reward of technological advancement balanced by the risk to public health. Is it a coincidence that COVID burst onto the scene in 2019, just as China became the first country to launch its 5G networks? Well, within the world of big tech, nobody is allowed to mention that correlation. Last Friday, I attended the funeral of my beloved uncle who was strangled to death by COVID. He literally couldn't breathe. He leaves behind nine incredible children who love him, miss him, need him. Isn't it interesting um, that the wearing of masks has eradicated the flu from our society? I just talked to a director of a hospital and they were mentioning on conference calls the miracle that's happened with flu caused by masks. This seems to prove that masks do work to stop the spread of a virus. And yet masks haven't stopped the spread of COVID. Isn't it interesting that children are largely immune from the symptoms of radiation, whereas older adults, especially those with pre-existing conditions, 
are ravaged by it. And isn't it also interesting that the vaccine being used to treat COVID does not contain a dead virus as all other vaccines do. Instead, it relies upon mRNA to alter cells as protection against COVID. A pandemic as collateral damage to technological pursuits of digitized currency is a significant price to pay. And yes, there is scriptural mention of desolating sickness and a technological marker used for buying and selling that serves to trigger God's wrath in the last days. Before time, there was a single tower. It was called the Tower of Babel that brought about God's curse. Well, today there are countless towers being utilized to bombard the Holy Spirit's communication network as 5G is transmitted all across the globe. Our physical bodies as people run on electricity from our brains to our hearts to all of our systems. Well, significant pollution of the electromagnetic field is sure to have an impact on public health. Elon Musk garnered a tremendous amount of attention when he changed his Twitter biography to include hashtag Bitcoin and a tag phrase that says, quote, in retrospect, it was inevitable. Indeed, a thorough review of past events reveals that much has been hiding in plain sight. It's strange that we live in a world that ignores plain sight, favoring manipulative propaganda as freedoms of speech are suppressed without confrontation. The courageous men whose faces adorn the $1 and the $5 bill would not stand for such things. They would speak up. Earth certainly will not sit idle as pollution clogs her airwaves. God will not be mocked as men worship idols. Isn't it amazing how John describes such events that we are now living through? In Revelation chapter 9, when describing the wickedness of the bottomless pit, he says in verse 4, And was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the field, neither any green thing, neither any tree. That message of environmentalism sounds a lot like the climate change agenda. As long as the only things hurt are men, John says. After all, we do need to, sur to reduce the surplus population anyway, according to their thinking as manifest in the climate change writing agenda. Men are being tormented by pandemic in the first woe observed by John and will eventually be killed in the second woe. As history is unfolding like a scroll, it appears that digital currency is the mark that John saw and described in Revelation chapter 13. For again, without such a mark, no man could buy or sell. In Revelation 13 verse 9 and 10, it says, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in their forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. So here we are. You've heard these things for the first time today as you listen. 
It's February 2021, and I just published a collection of truth that has never been published before with eyes wide open. I know what comes next. Everybody has a choice. You can sit idly by as America's ideals and freedoms are hijacked by secret agendas, or you can be a spoiler. My uncle died last week. Yours may die sometime in the future. In the coming future, Zion will become Babylon's public enemy number one for spoiling, for publishing, and concealing not Babylon's deceptive plan of surveillance and ultimate control for the agency of man. But only a fool would come up against Zion. You can read all about Zion's enemies too. It's probably worth doing an episode on it uh, in the future. So yeah, that's the deal. That's the conclusion of today's discussion that only a fool would come up against God and his people.